Welcome to the Young For My Age podcast, a show about aging in a world obsessed with youthfulness. I'm Kelly Anderson. And I'm Andrea Barker. And together, we are your hosts. Join us as we dig into taboo topics, dismantle societal norms, and of course, have a little fun along the way. Thanks for being here. I'm just going to dive right in. If I'm honest, the genesis of this show has deep roots for me. I recall as a kid, I was always overly anxious about the people and pets around me getting old. Uh, Part of that, I think, came from a fear of change, but also it was more nuanced than that. You know, for a long time, it felt like with every age milestone I hit, I just became more anxious about what that meant, about what was expected of me, and so on. And I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling. But as I've aged, I've become more attuned to and curious about where does this anxiety come from? What is it inside of me that is so fearful and so resistant to this aging process? Which brings us to a moment as I was driving my car down a highway a couple years ago, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts called On Being. And I hear the host, Krista Tippett, say, some people don't become elders. Some people just get old. And oh man, it was like a light just got turned on inside of me. And suddenly I realized that I really needed to examine what that meant. What does that mean to become an elder instead of just get old? So I started listening to the conversations that people were having around me. I started paying more attention to books and movies and music, things that dealt with aging and ageism. And I started to realize that a lot of these conversations are based on fear. They're uncomfortable. People don't have the conversations that need to happen. So I thought, why not create a platform where we can explore aging and ageism and why we are just as a culture and as a people so obsessed with youthfulness. So that's my long-winded origin story of young for my age. And Kelly, you come into this story at just the right time. You are truly the reason that this is actually happening, that it has blossomed from just an idea that I've had that has been percolating for so long and is now out into the world. So Kelly, I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself and we'll go from there. What an intro to this amazing passion project that I am so grateful to be a part of. Um, Yes, to introduce myself, my name is Kelly Anderson um, and I want to say thank you for inviting me into this idea. It kind of landed as all good things do out of nowhere in my vortex. And I was like, this is something that I want to sink my teeth into and be a part of because I have my own stories around aging, what I've been told, what I've been programmed, what I've been conditioned to believe around it. And as I'm living my own aging experience, I'm learning that like, I get to define what that means on my own. And so when you brought this idea to me, it was like, 
Oh, heck yes. To give a little background, and I know as we go in this show, more and more of this will bleed out, but um, my background is in corporate America for 15 years, and I thought that was it. I thought I was like, this is the career, this is what I'm doing as I age and as I move beyond life, like this is just what it is. And there was always this inner knowing that like, there's something more for me out there. And I ended up like finally getting the courage to go take that leap, to go create something for myself that felt more impactful and meaningful, which was to launch my coaching business, which was just over a year ago. That's part of my story and part of why this topic like feels so juicy to me. And I love that quote. Um, I'll just, I'll give a quick take on, on that quote because like I had to really sit with the term elder and what does that mean? Um, so I actually looked up the definition of it and I won't like read it word for word, but what I didn't realize is that the term elder is something that is used like in spiritual and church communities and otherwise for people who are seen as leaders, as wise, as people who have like really deep um, life experience that can really serve as mentors and guides to those that are seeking that kind of help. And that was like, oh my gosh, that that rings true. Like that is what I want to become as I move through the aging process of life. I don't want to just get old and go in the ground and like wish that it was a different time and that I was a different age. Like I want to move through each year, each decade, what have you with intention for wherever I am in life and be able to maximize that, whatever that looks like. And I get to define that. So that's that's kind of my take on this definition of elder and what came up for me when you read that quote. So that's where I'm sitting with this whole topic. Yeah, no. And I love that. I thank you for looking up the definition that cracks me up that I haven't really, <laughs> uh, even the word elder sort of threw me off at first. I loved the idea of what she was saying, but I think the word elder sounds like an old person to me like that, that it, it I don't know. I, it's such a, cliche word, but I think it triggered me a tiny bit when I first heard it. But again, that idea, and I love what you said that the idea of it being a juicy topic, um, that really brings us to how we met. And, you know, I saw a, I honestly can't remember how I saw how I was introduced to you. I think maybe it was Instagram, maybe it was Facebook. Um, but I was, I was, I thought to myself, oh, this girl's putting on this intro call and it's free and I'm going to jump on and see what this is all about. I had just quit my job, which was killing my soul and was almost in a, what I would call a recovery phase <laughs> and napping every day, which as most anyone who knows me knows, I don't do that. So mm -hmm. that speaks to how, um, detrimental my last two years before the the great quitting was and I was so moved by the way that you spoke in that course and just the things that you said and I thought to myself how what harm can this do to just set set up some calls with this gal have her help me talk through what is next in my career etc and I, I had no real expectations. I just thought I'm going to do this for a few months and see how it goes. And from day one, I felt, I almost felt like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. 
I'm not ready to talk to <laughs> Kelly. I she's she's gonna expect a lot from me, and I can already tell that she's going to bring out a lot in me that I'm maybe not prepared for. I, I assume you get that sometimes with with people, correct? So often, and I love uh, you used one of the the key words that I hear a lot is the like I'm not ready and. I heard this from a Peloton instructor one day that said, ready is not a feeling, it's a decision. And so I love to throw that back to people who are, quote unquote, not ready to make a big change or to commit to something. So I had to, I had to just call that out real quick. Yes, yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I can, I can completely resonate with that uh, phrase as well. Uh, I, you know, we had worked together for, I, I don't know, maybe a couple of months and I went on a solo retreat per se to Spain. My goal being that one of the things I'd wanted to do in my off time from a job was start a book. And I was having trouble starting that. Just really couldn't quite get out onto, I just couldn't get in the habit of writing. I was afraid of what I, what was gonna come out on the page. And I just decided I needed to take a break and go somewhere where I might be inspired. And I was, it was wonderful. It was a great two weeks for me. However, the more I wrote, the more upset I got. <laughs> and one day I was in a hotel room in Barcelona having a particularly rough moment. And we had one of our calls scheduled and I was extremely tempted to cancel it because I was not in the mental space to be making any sort of forward progress. And I was like, God, this girl, this woman's going to think I'm nuts. I'm definitely going to cry and I don't want to, and maybe I can just fake my way through it. So we got on this call, some things come out. I do cry. I have a total meltdown in front of you, which you're literally a stranger in this moment, but you held it with such grace. And I think, um, I think you asked me exactly, and it was a lot around aging. There was a part of me that was struggling and we can, it'll definitely come out in the future, but it just a lot of parts of me were struggling with this aging process. And you asked me, uh, what is the story that you are telling yourself about aging? Mm -hmm. And I didn't say much because I didn't understand how to answer that. And I think you followed it up with, so how can you change that? How can you change the story? And then I think most importantly, and you maybe don't remember ask, asking this, but in the past couple of weeks, I've gone back and looked at my notes and you said, do you want to, and, mm -hmm. and do you want to change the story? And that I think is when I had to look at it and I had a, a better understanding of what you were saying. Like, what is the story that you're telling yourself about aging right now? And that can, that's different. What I was telling myself back in a year ago when we had this conversation and what I'm telling myself now, thankfully is different. That means hopefully there's been a little bit of progress, but this um, project, this, this podcast, this con these conversations, I'm really hoping to use that idea of the story that you really brought up to kind of use that idea to really dive a little deeper into some of these conversations that we have internally that we have as a culture. Um, yeah, just it's, it's so prevalent. And I think it's a topic that needs to be addressed. Um, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you remember saying that to me? Do you remember the mess I was? Because holy hell, I was a mess. <laughs> I do. And I also like want to just 
remind you to give yourself some grace because <laughs> you showed up exactly as you are. And, and I love that. And I also very distinctly remember our conversations around the stories that you're telling yourself around aging, um, the stories that you were telling yourself about um, even calling yourself a writer at the time. Um, and I think the other question that I asked you at the time was, what are you making it mean? Right. Yes. yes and, that was a key. And that's a question that I received from a mentor a little while ago. And it really stuck with me because it truly is like our own choice and our own like empowerment that gets to define what this whole thing around aging is. Like, we can either subscribe to what we hear out there in the culture or from what our parents told us or educators or anything that we've heard, which as we know, and listeners know, it's out there everywhere for us to absorb like one smidgen of an opinion about what aging is, or like we get to decide to make it mean something else. It doesn't have to be this thing that we run away from and that we have to try and slow down time for, or prevent, or whatever words you want to throw in there, like, we get to decide to open up a brand new lens and say, like, how do I want to move through the aging process? Like, what, what is possible through the aging process? How do I want it to be? Who do I want to be? How do I want to serve younger generations as they come up and go through the aging process? Like it's so multifaceted and I love the, the reframe of looking at the possibilities within it rather than all of the restrictions that we're told to put on ourselves because of a number that keeps rising. Right. Yes. I mean, even the, even deciding on the name, I actually, it wasn't even a decision. Can I just put it that way? When <laughs> I started thinking about doing this and, and kind of building this project, whatever it becomes, it was so clear to me that it needed to be named young for my age. And it, it kind of cracks me up because that's, I've always, I've been told that my entire life. Oh my gosh, you're so young for your age. You're this, or you don't look this age. You don't look that age, etc. cetera. And um, I, it, it's always kind of made me laugh. And also I have to admit, it's given me a strange sense of pride. And I, I don't, I've, I've been exploring sort of that feeling. Why does it give me a sense of pride? Why is being young, why is looking young so important to me? And, and, you know, this, that idea of reframing aging, I love that reframing aging and what it means to be young. Did the name throw you off at all? What, what were your feelings about that, that idea and the name and so on? It immediately resonated and I didn't know why it was just a feeling and it was more of a visual and I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, when I heard the term young for my age, I immediately transported myself into the crowd of a concert and not just like a specific concert, but many, many concerts that I've been to throughout my adult years. And I remember whoever I, I would go with, which was a number of people, I would always look around and be like, oh, we're the oldest people here. Oh, I'm, I'm out of my, my league here. And then I would start getting in my head a little bit of like, am I too old to be here? 
Mm, yeah. um, am I too old to enjoy this type of music? Which, spoiler alert, everybody, I'm like a big hip hop fan. Um, but I would like, I would only let it simmer for a minute. And then the other side of that was just like, I would totally let myself go and be free and have fun and like enjoy just the complete freedom and like liberating feeling that comes with being at a live show. And so all of it went out the window. I did not care what the ages were of the people were around me or what have you. And so like, when you said that young for my age, I was like, that's me. Like I am the one that's always in these, um, situations that to the outside onlooker, I might stick out like a sore thumb because I'm the like 30 something year old person in a sea of 22 year olds, like having a great time at this show or wherever. Um, and so it it resonated to me because I I do have this feeling with inside me that is this youthfulness, this inner child play energy that like I so want to hold on to as I go through my adult years. Um, we are really challenged to like grow up, quote unquote, and take on more responsibility and act like an adult and all of these things that in society, we tend to lose sight of like the actual fun and youthfulness and play that is meant to be enjoyed throughout our lifetime, regardless of, again, the number that we happen to behold. And so that's an energy that I am really intentional about wanting to hold on to as I go through my years is whatever play looks like. And that may evolve, right? Like what interests me now that feels playful and youthful or what have you may be different down the road. Um, and that's okay. Like we're meant to evolve. Um, but I also just like want to be clear, like it's not coming from a place of, I wish I was younger. So I want to make that really clear. Yeah. Like, I don't wish I was a younger age, um, which is something I've had to work through, but I do want to continue to hold on to these like youthful attributes because like when you think about something that's childlike or something that's youthful, like there's a freedom there before we were like conditioned with all these other outside ideas. There's sort of just this like, um, like naivety a little bit. And some of that like brings out the energy that I want to continue to embody. So I want to just make that clear that it's not a, I want to be younger. It's really about wanting to like withhold that energy and and let that drive me through my aging process and through my adulthood. Yes. I think that is, I love that you brought that up because I've challenged myself a couple of times and I've, I've thought, you know, when I've particularly struggled with, you know, like turning 40, mm -hmm. thought, do I want, what is it about turning 40? That's freaking me out. Mm -hmm. And when I was, when I was truthful with myself, I don't, I don't want to be in a different place than I am now. So I love that you said that. I want to be where I am. Can I, if I was where I am and I'm still 35, I don't know, I guess I could choose it, but it's not, I'm not choosing, I'm choosing to stay where I am and I can't, I'm not where I am. Like right now, I was not here at 35. So that in and of itself tells me I am in the space I want to be as I am. So I love what you said that it's not that you want to be a different age because you're happy with where you are. You're happy with who you are. And that is a wonderful thing that I would love to discuss further. And we will 
because that does come with aging. I hope, I hope that's for everyone. I know it. I know a lot of my friends and the people that I'm surrounded with. That is the truth. As you get older, you become more confident in who you are, in what you want. In fact, most of the time, I think the, the trending sentiment in my group is, gosh, dang it. I wish I would have known that at 30 or at <laughs> this age or at that age, but that's not how it goes. It, it's part of the aging process. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty great part of it that you become so much more free to just be who you are. And I'm not sure why that is. And I have some ideas about it that, that, you know, we'll explore eventually, but it's, um, there's a wonderful thing to hear you say that it's not that you want to be a younger age. You just want to hold on to parts of yourself that are youthful. I also loved your visual of being at the concert because I've certainly had that feeling or been at a dance club, you know, dancing my face off and suddenly realizing I'm definitely the oldest person here. I wonder if anyone notices, right? It's so, such a funny thing that goes on in your head, but I've also had the experience of being at a concert and looking around and, and seeing that old guy or the real, or that really old a couple and they are just absolutely jamming, rocking out. And I have the express feeling every time I want to be them. I want to be them when I'm their age. And that's been a transition for me because I have certainly uh, been in that space of, uh, I feel like suddenly uncomfortable and, and like I am taking up so much space as, and that everyone's looking at me, everyone's looking at me. They all know I'm old. I'm, I'm older than them. And then it's transitioned into this thing of picking out the person, the people that like are really just being themselves. And I'm like, I want to be them. <laughs> right. It's like, it's so interesting. Like we, we can look at that in someone else and see the absolute beauty. Yes. And we can look at them with a, adoration, but like, we can't look at ourselves that way for some reason. And what's coming up for me, like, as you're talking, like, oh, like, do the people around me think I'm old? Do they know I'm the oldest person here? Like, it's this like story around worthiness around the aging process. Like somewhere along the way, we've all been given this story that your value or your worth declines or decreases as you move through the aging process. And so we allow that to sit in our bones as truth and we worry like what a 20 something or whoever um, is going to think about us being there. And it's like, if we were truly rooted in our worthiness as humans and in our aging process, like we wouldn't care whatsoever. Like we'd be yeah. right next to the old couple, like <laughs> shaking our butts, you know? <laughs> that is so true. And I think we talked about this uh, in some of our conversations preparing for this. But I, I want to say it again, because I just, what you just said that we, we tend to almost like lose value and that, you know, is a story we're telling ourselves, but it's also a story of culture. So we can't deny that we have been told that we have been shown through different parts of our culture that as you age, you lose value. Um, I, I find it so interesting that, and this is what I was going to bring up was the fact that honestly, until you're in your mid twenties or so, it's almost like you don't have value anyway. It's so interesting. People just dismiss you. Oh, you're so, you know, you're so young. You don't know anything, blah, 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 blah. Wait till you're 30, blah, this, that, and the other thing. Then they, then the, these people, you know, we hit 30 ish 
and suddenly we have a ton of value. And, and maybe that's just in the world that I've experienced, but it does seem like 30 to 40, you have all the value in the world. That is 10 years of our freaking 80 plus years we get on this earth. Because believe me, after you turn 40, the moment someone hears you turn, you're 40, mm -hmm. well, for me, it's been, no, you're not. There's no way you're 40. You don't act like a 40 year old. That triggers something in me. How am I supposed to act? Because it, they're, they're truly, without saying it, they're saying, wait, but you're not supposed to have this specific value or be this certain way after 40. I know we'll cover this in the show at some point in depth, but you add being a woman on top of that. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, that window of value becomes even more compressed for a, an abundance of reasons. And like, we'll, we'll go down that road, but there is an enormous amount of pressure for us to like maximize that 10 year window of value to do all the things, whether it's all the money. build the career, find the partner, make Have the, the family, <laughs> make the money. It's, it's all these things that come from society and from culture and even our, our parents or whoever raised us. And it's like, you have 10 years to do all that stuff. Right. And like what, what dawns on me, like, as we're having this conversation, Dreej, is just the word should. Mm, my goodness. Don't should all over me. Right. Like <laughs> you're shooting all over yourself. Um, but who, who's the ultimate like decision maker of what you should be doing at a certain age or by a certain milestone like the people that come to you and say oh there's no way you're 40 it's like well what should a yes. 40 plus year old woman look like behave like do value like what does that mean mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what are we making that mean so the question i want to ask you is how do you see yourself as an elder then that is an awesome question uh i think We've maybe talked a little bit about this before, and I have relayed to you how resistant I've been to be thought of as this maybe older and wiser person. Yet that conflicts with the fact that I know I have experience to share. I know I have this, you know, sage wisdom or whatever you want to call it that comes from being several decades into my life. And I hope as I continue to move through the aging process that the way that I've lived my life up until now, which I think the way I'm looking at that is sort of the, the steps, the steps we tend to take as we age, the way that I've lived, I've skipped a lot of those steps or I've done them at times that they're not considered necessarily normal. So the things that, that you're supposed to do at 20, maybe I did at 30. And the things I'm supposed to do at 40, perhaps I won't do till I'm 55. In reality, it would be extremely fulfilling for me to hear that one person lived more freely and intuitively because of the way they saw this girl, Andrea, live her life. So that's my take on becoming an elder, I suppose. Oh, I love that. That's a very long-winded answer. <laughs> I'm totally taking that away. Like it is okay and permission granted to skip steps 
Yeah. There is no one size fits all roadmap for how to move through this journey of life, right? right? Like, yes, we have been given arbitrary information through the culture that by a certain age, you should be married. You should have a family. You should be making X amount of money and have a career. Like we've been given those benchmarks that are like so silly, <laughs> at least for me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's like, you can, you can do all those steps. You can skip those steps. You can take detours. If those steps, like you did them and they didn't feel good in the end, like you get to create that however you want to. Like, I love, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of age, uh, it's the age where, <laughs> where you can have a glass of wine whenever you want to. <laughs> Including when you Isn't record the first fun? podcast episode. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I mean, I have heard that wine keeps you young, right? I mean, go to Italy and you know, look at those beautiful Italian women drinking wine and eating olive oil all day long. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it and I support it. <laughs> so, so Kelly, as we kind of wind down, do you have any closing feelings on this, this first episode? one of six people. And if we go beyond that, yay. Awesome. But one of <laughs> six, tell your friends, you only have to listen to six episodes. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Um, like first and foremost, thank you for inviting me in to this podcast idea that you've been birthing for quite some time. Um, like I said, there's so much personal meaning behind it and we just barely scratched the surface today on the the topic of becoming an elder and what that means to us. And so I am like wildly excited about where these conversations are going to go, because I know that the topics that we decide to bring to this show are going to hit home for a lot of people. Um, And I don't know that like these conversations are happening that much. And so I'm just honored that we've created this space to open up those conversations. And I would say even so much as to like challenge people to, to, to think different and to challenge their own thoughts around what aging means and um, what becoming an elder means. And so I would say like, if there's anything to take away for the listeners out there today, like take some time to reflect over the next couple of days, like what does becoming an elder actually mean to you? How do you envision yourself becoming an elder and what do you want aging to mean in your own personal life. Like yeah. get really clear with yourself on that without the noise of what's going on outside around you and what you've heard or been told before. Yes. And reiterating that thought of like, what is the, what are these stories you're telling yourself about aging? What are you making it mean? And I love that. And then, yeah, just encouraging people to really dive into their age biases. How are you treating other people, whether they're younger than you or they're older than you? I definitely find myself doing it mm-hmm. uh, and I, I fully admit it. And we'll, I think we should both uh, have a conversation about that and, and have some real talk about the the ways that we've looked at people or spoken to people or acted around people um, depending on their age and, and how that's been done to us too. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, thrilled to be in it with you. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. This was a good one. This was a really Great. good one. And more to come. Signing off.
If you'd like to reach us, please email at yfmapod at gmail.com. That's yfmapod at gmail. Or follow us on Instagram at youngformyage. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.